here's what I'm saying about the education system. And the problem is, yes, they teach too many abstract things and not enough practical. But if we're going to teach abstract, at least have somebody graduate knowing it. My point is, you know how many people graduate and can't read one book? How do you graduate? All right, welcome to today's episode, Ty Lopez Show, radio program. We're talking about what could be the most important thing you've heard in a long time. Most important day of your life might be today, because we're talking about making millions, whether you're age 21 or you're age, I don't know, 75, if you can figure out a podcast at 75. Um, so we got Juan here, he's 21, his business partner, Samir, they've already made about 600 grand this year online. We have my business partner, Alex Mayer, here. His company has now made $1 billion over the last years since he started. Not bad. Billion. And we have the real Brad Lee. And he's talking on all kinds of stuff, including how he helps businesses, how he helps entrepreneurs make an extra $1 to $5 million a month. A month. A month. It's good money. You can buy a few Lamborghinis for that. So... Uh, we're going to just be kind of riffing here for this hour, power hour, I'm calling it. I don't know why I'm calling it that, but it just came to mind because I thought it was a powerful room of people with a wide, diverse, wide diversity. I'll be talking about my stuff. And if you happen to have heard this live, I'm giving away stuff and live on Instagram, Twitter, Snap, and Facebook, or YouTube and Facebook. Here's my question for you. Maybe Alex knows. And I'm going to double check so I have the exact date here. What date, business question, talking about making millions for 100 bucks, did Google start? What day did Google, day or year? I'll take the year. What day or year? 99, incorrect. 99, incorrect. There we go. That's the first one I saw here on YouTube. It was Seven Error is the username. 1998. It was technically September 4th, 1998. One of the biggest companies in history was formed. They didn't just make millions. They've made billions. They'll probably go on to make trillions. Well, I mean, they will make trillions. It's a good number. A trillion is a thousand billion or millions of millions. That's pretty good. Imagine walking into your or logging into your bank account on your phone and you see one trillion dollars you'd see a million million just to put that in perspective how much money is floating out in the world you have a million bucks right now let's just say i wired you one million dollars okay and you had a homeless guy walk by you is there a chance you would give him a dollar sure yeah Yeah. a dollar you wouldn't even notice it right so if you have a trillion dollars you could give somebody a million bucks and actually not realize that it happened. And I'm waiting for but the first... But as soon as you did, you wouldn't be a trillionaire anymore. Yeah, because, <laughs> but the interest would quickly replenish the True. account. If you... Just a good number for everybody to know. I come from a finance background. You can conservatively take 3 to 5% of money as interest for the rest of your life and never touch the amount. So if you had $1 trillion, just to put this in perspective... What is 3% of 1 trillion? Alex? Uh, 30 million. 300 million. No, 30 million. No. So 30 billion. 30 billion. Okay, so it's easy to do. A trillion is a thousand billion. Yeah, 30 billion. 30 billion. Okay, 
So you could pull out about $2.5 billion per month for the rest of your life as interest and never touch the principal. So what would you do if you had $2.5 billion per month? So we divide that by 30 days, roughly. Let's say $3 billion divided by 30. So you'd roughly have uh, to spend, what is it? 30, uh, 30 billion a year is like no 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 30 billion of uh, 3 billion a month divided by 30 yes so that is 300 million a day a day no it's no it's 100 million dollars a day, a day. so Believe that it or is not, alex five, was number 2 in the world in the physics competition but his math is a little rusty today but i'm going to give him a pass we were up till okay. 6 in the morning i had uh, i had 33 of the biggest cryptocurrency guys venture capitalists here at my house yesterday and we were brainstorming ideas icos we're talking about bitcoin you put 100 bucks in bitcoin 2010 you have 75 million bucks today you put a thousand dollars in bitcoin you're 700 you're almost a billionaire if you had put it in in 2010 so imagine going back to this question you have to spend a hundred million dollars a day four million dollars an hour Four million an hour. No, but that's if you're awake all. You're not awake the whole time. So divide it by so let's six say million. 60. You six, have to yeah. spend six million bucks an hour. There was a movie. What was that movie years ago? Was it Richard Pryor? Brewster's, Brewster's Millions. He had to spend what was it? A million dollars back then. It was not such a big number. Just think about where the world is at, man. People making money. People having to spell spend. Now nobody's a trillionaire yet. But they project probably Mark Zuckerberg will be the first trillionaire because he's young enough. He's already worth, what, 50? 50, Bill? Something oh, like that's that. 40. 40 or 50. Oh, yeah. Alex corrected me. He's worth a measly 40 billion. <laughs> At, is he 30 now? I think he's 30. Now, what does this have to do with us? Let's talk about what this has to do with you. And the reason I gave this little spiel on what it would be like is because the first step, I'm going to give you guys a series of steps. Bradley's going to add steps. Alex's going to add steps. Samir, Juan, everybody's going to add steps. And my first practical step for you, even though this is a mental step, is you have to see possibilities before you pursue possibilities. And a lot of people don't see any way out in their life. If you don't see a way out, I promise you this, you're going to have a shitty life for the rest of your life. So for those of you who are complete pessimists, you will create the ultimate self-fulfilling prophecy and you will do nothing. It's kind of like if somebody thinks they can never lose weight, you think they're going to magically lose weight. I mean, somebody who's like, I'm sure I'll always be fat. Has there ever been a time somebody who was sure they're going to be fat didn't stay fat? I mean, why would you go to the gym if you're sure you're going to always be fat? So some of you, when it, you don't want to be an... Now, some of you are too optimistic. There's fat people out there or obese people who think they can keep eating the way that they're eating now and become skinny, and they're overly optimistic. Scientists call this reaching. That's the technical definition, reaching. And it's been proven people who overreach, uh, they do not succeed. But then there's other people who underreach. About 90% of the world only operates at 10% of their potential, maybe 5%. So somebody said, stop with the pen. So that's been my problem. I've been overreaching all this time. You've been Damn. overreaching? Hey, to, to successfully calibrate yourself is very difficult. 
Some of you have calibration problems. You calibrate yourself as much greater than you are. You think that you're so much more successful or will be successful. And there's some of you who are like Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh, you know, <laughs> whiny bitches. My mom walked in on me calibrating one time. Your mom walked in on you calibrating, Zach? That's traumatic to even picture. But um, okay, so that's my <laughs> thanks practical for, tip. Thanks for sharing. Nothing happens <laughs> unless you actually at some point think it's doable. If you don't think it's doable to ever start your own business, you'll never have your own business. You will be either a salary slave. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having a job if you enjoy it. But if you hate your job and you're convinced there's nothing better for you, well, get ready for a shitty life. And some of you are going to have it, I promise. But a few of you... People who listen to what we're going to talk about today will ha- realize the opportunities. So I want each of you, we're going to go around here, and what if you had to leave a manual for your kids or for your friends, you're going to die today, you're diagnosed with a rare disease, what's the one thing, you only got time to write one, one sentence, one paragraph, the key to making millions, specifically around finance. Remember, there's a lot of things you need to live a good life. It's not just money, but the good thing about money is easy to keep score of. Like happiness is a little bit, it's the goal of life is to be happy, but it's a little bit hard to measure, right? You can't exactly always measure when you're happy. And sometimes you're unhappy because you did something idiotic. So we're using money as one measurement of life. It's only one of four. What would you say, Brad, you help businesses make an extra $5 million a month using software, using techniques that you've developed. What what have you seen? You got this last day on earth. You're leaving it. Do you have kids? Yeah. Okay. You got to leave it to your kids. Shitload of them. Six. Shitload. Six. Six. I'm the 71-year-old here, bro. That's still good. 71 still popping out kids? 71 still still getting it done. I don't care. Ca- I, I, I ain't calibrating, bro. You're not calibrating? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm putting it in. He's fertile, somebody said. <laughs> You know, you know, my my mine would be like no, pull it real close to you or real talk close. real close. How yeah. you doing? How you doing? There we go. I'm like a Barry White. So realistically, I would tell my kids to see risk as opportunity because a lot of people get afraid of risk, and I don't know why, because usually it's opportunity. So I'd reverse that. Don't look at risk as risk. Look at it as opportunity. Secondly, I'd say learn to sell. And then thirdly, I'd say, look, you know, let's face it. People judge you, man. Get your damn teeth fixed. Like look around in a mirror and, and make yourself as best as you can be. Because when you walk up. You're talking about how you look. Your how you first look, impression. how you smell. Exactly. I mean, look, face it. People judge people, don't they? Right. I mean, let's, let's tell the truth. Yeah. People judge people. And some people are walking around and they don't realize they got stinky breath. They got, you know, they, they just, check. they don't look right. Right, they don't look right. They don't. They don't smell right, and and that's going to hurt your success, whether you think so or not. So if you have a company and you got a you know a pack full of, you know, less than, I, I wouldn't say perfect, but you know, check yourself. That's what I'd say. I'd say keep yourself straight. Physical appearance. You look, got one chance to make a first impression. That's right. That's right. You, you keep it very simple for me. I like to. I like to say, get your teeth fixed, dog. Get your teeth fixed. All right, Alex. You built businesses that have just now passed one billion dollars in online sales. You have the number four app of all time to make money on the Apple Store, right? Are you number four? Number four. Two thousand fourteen, though. In two thousand fourteen, it was number yeah. four. We don't know. Huh? It's called Zeusk. Zeusk. Yeah, Zeusk. It's a dating, dating app. One of the top three dating sites. Okay. 
Alex, what you got one day? Alex never wants to have kids. So if you wanted to leave That's me right. as your business partner, Emmanuel, your last day for the power is a power hour of conversation. What's a powerful, practical thing people, anybody listening can put in uh, in practice? Uh, always change things up. That's what I would say. Meaning don't get stuck in your own ways. Be flexible, be open, look around you learn from what you're seeing and make changes at all times. So be a learning machine. Do you think exactly. most people, They're on stuck. a one to a hundred, a hundred being horribly stubborn, mm-hmm. one being like Bruce Lee, like you're saying, like, right. exactly like, like Bruce Lee. Yeah. What do you think most people are? On one to 100, they're yeah. 10. No, no, so, I mean, 100 is bad. Oh, then they're 90. <laughs> most people are, so you think most people are 90% incorrect you in how actually stubborn look, they are. Look at people, most people do not change at all. They don't change their ways at all. They just don't don't change anything in their lives, like after their 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, that's, the biggest. That's, that's the advice they're getting, right? Yeah, because they say, actually, the worst advice people get is be who you are. Right. And I hate that. I say, no, try to be better than who you are. You right. know, and then the the day after, try to be even better. So, I mean, why would you even say, you know, be who you are? Yeah. So that's good. Most people are not. Let's just do a show of hands virtually through the Instagram live and YouTube. What do you think you are? A hundred is the worst. You're so stubborn. You see opportunities. You miss Netflix. You could have made the next uh, Snapchat. You missed it. You were too stubborn. Or maybe afraid. Who? What's your rating? Your self-assessment. We have somebody saying a 20, 70. All right, we got some honest people. 30, 75, 90. By the way, if you want to try something cool, um, tylopez.com slash full quiz. I've created an online quiz. It's absolutely free. tylopez.com slash full quiz. F-U-L-L quiz. Like not a half of a quiz, but a full quiz. Type that in. I've got an actual scientific way of assessing 1 to 100 how stubborn you are. It's called the Hexaco score, and it basically one of those things is called flexibility. So go take it. Hopefully most of you score well on that. TyLopez.com slash full quiz. I don't charge any money or anything like that. Not yet. Soon I will. Samir, you're making – you and Juan started a company. You make made over $600,000 this year. And you're only you're 21 and 22. What's the number one thing if you were gonna have to leave something to Juan? Most important thing you can think of to make millions. You're on your way to making your first million with your business. Yeah. Um, honestly, I mean, this is something we got from you, and I never heard of it before. I mean, I've heard of like sales persuasion, but I would say the 25 cognitive biases. If it was to my kids. Okay. Um, and so we, understand the 25 cognitive biases. Yeah, I, I would say more than just understand, honestly. I would say, like, make it a part of who you are, you know? Like, Which of the 25 cognitive biases do you use the most in your marketing? I would say social bias is huge. Okay. Social, social proof. Yeah, social proof. Yep. Um, scarcity, for sure. I would say, uh, obviously, reward, pain bias. Yep. That one's huge. So understand psychology is the yeah, core. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At the end of the day, it's like you either understand your own psychology and everybody else's psychology, and you can work with it, right, right. to sell them whatever it is you want to sell, right? Um, or it's gonna work against you. You know, when we when we were doing door to door sales, we did it for like two and a half years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's when that's when uh, beforehand we just learned you know regular like sales and uh, persuasion books and whatnot. But then once we understood like just telling someone, hey, we can only do two more houses on this street. Right. It literally makes people like, yeah, you know, he might be joking, he might be lying, but like. So it basically creating urgency by telling people the truth that you're not going to do infinite amount of this. I mean, you have to have, you see, you know who does this really well? You go to Amazon. I mean, people, Amazon is such tricky bastards because what they do when you're buying a book or you're buying a salt shaker or whatever, it says like two in stock, but then it says below it in fine print, more coming soon. So they're basically saying it's urgent, but it's not urgent. And just the fact that it says two left, a percentage of people doesn't work on everybody, but understanding the 25 psychological biases of the brain that cause people to make misjudgments, people go, Amazon only has two salt shakers. Like who actually believes Amazon is running out of salt shakers? This is they have warehouses that are the size of fucking Rhode Island. Yeah. They're 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 fine on salt shakers. That's actually so when we first started our like e-commerce store, we literally just whooped out like Amazon. Yeah. Um, and then we had like a list of twenty five cognitive biases. Yep. And then we would just go down the list and like try right. to make sure if we have everything was there. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's what most people never do. They just use like a template. Yeah. And they assume that the template, you know, they'll put all their faith in the template, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, that's definitely what I would tell my kids, learn that for sure. Because even as technology progresses and whatnot, like the misjudgments are always going to be there, you know. By the way, for those of you watching live, I'm going to give this laptop away at the end to somebody who's been listening and remembers a question. Who wants this brand new MacBook Air? Okay, Juan, you're up. Juan is the youngest person here, 21 years old, on his way. Him and Samir, first business, make a million dollars. I always call him Jesus, and he 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 doesn't like that. But I'm like, dude, you're named after a god. Uh, I would or say, god. Some if I was gonna leave a message, a god. If I was gonna leave a message to either a business partner or one of my kids, I would say it would be the importance of the of being able to adapt. That's something that we also learned um, in any in any um, business venture that we were in, whether it was door to door sales or e commerce. The, the, because we were able to adapt so quickly to, quickly to any situation uh, made it a lot easier for us to get success. So in door-to-door sales, uh, we would have different things happen. Like one time the cops got called on us. So the cops got called, but because we were able to um, speak to the police and you know overcome all them not wanting us in their neighborhood, and we were able to speak to them nicely and persuade them to let us stay there, we were able to still keep working and you know still make sales in that same area. Did you sell the cops? We didn't. We tried. That would have been bad. We at. tried. What were you selling door to door? Solar. Yeah. Solar. Solar. Yeah. So we you're would... like, dude, this cop car could be run by solar power. That would be badass. Your tasers are tasers solar powered. I feel like they should be. That's yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Powerful. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You'd be killing people. Would die. We used to have competitions though. Sometimes we would have competitions between like our sales team on who would get the cops called first. So like. He was it correlated to making money? Like yeah, like we would just go like berserk on like in a neighborhood, you know. It'd be like like we'll hard close, you know, yeah. so hard at you know whenever we get a chance to. That. Sometimes people feel like so uncomfortable, you know. They just like <laughs> call the cops. I gotta hear what is the sales script that causes people to call the cops? <laughs> yeah, like what were you saying? Like, were you... This is just gonna take. Wait, me. I know yeah. what they were doing. Have you guys ever seen Borat when he goes uh, one of the Borats? <laughs> He goes with the um, he goes with this guy running for Congress in Mississippi. 
And he goes door to door with the guy, and the guy's trying to get votes. And um, he he goes to this one lady. He's like, Borat's like, vote. Will you vote for my friends? He, and the lady's like, well, I'll think about it. And he's like, I will not leave until you swear on the eyes of your children. <laughs> and he goes, but if you don't vote for him, he will take power. So sometimes if you are selling so hardcore and you're making people swear on the eyes of their children that they'll buy your product, you might get the police, but you might be making millions too. Or that's the underlying. I don't know that I recommend exactly having a goal of having the cops called on you, but it is an interesting, you know, Bill Gates, when they were on their way to make, he was a billionaire by the time he was about 30. Uh, they would sit in the office and they would go, who can go the longest working without taking a shower? That was their competition. Now, Brad, you were talking about this, like the importance of this, like working, like how understated do you think that is? Importance of working? Like just like Bill Gates, he was just like a working machine. He said from age 20 to age 30, he never took one day off. Like you were talking before we got on camera about just like old school, like going out and working. Do you think that that's an understated message? Well, I think it's important. I, you know, I, I'm not one of those that like do the 24-7 grind your face off thing. Right. So it's smart. It's working smart, not just hard. Well, you know, you just got to have some balance. Otherwise, you know, you're going to you're going to burn yourself out, I think. But personally, everyone has their own opinion. It's just me. I don't want to die with a billion dollars and then don't know anybody, don't like anybody, and no one likes me because all I did is work. Right. I want to I want to hang out a little bit. I want to enjoy a little bit. Right. And I, by the way, I sold Bill Gates an Acura NSX. Really? FYI. No how old was he? Um, I don't know how old he was, but you know, I mean, is it recent? I was, I was, I think nineteen or twenty, and it was uh, shit. That was like what fifty, work- sixty years ago. Huh? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got old. Forty eight. Um, no, so so it was about twenty eight years ago. But he came, he came into a car lot I just started working at, and ultimately they didn't want anyone just screwing with these cars, so they wanted you to take a credit app for people. So he came in and I obviously showed him the car. He wanted to test drive it. I said, well, I got to get a, I got to get an app on you. <laughs> and he's like, okay, sit down. And I said, what's your name? And he said, <clears throat> William. I said, okay. Last name, Gates. I said, okay. Uh, gross monthly income. And he said, 300,000. And I said, monthly, dude. <laughs> he, he said, just, just put 300,000. I said, okay. Like thinking wise ass. Was uh, he billionaire at that point? I don't know, but I mean, there was Microsoft. Do you remember what year it was? I remember when I walked. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, um, I would have to say it was nineteen. Let's go with ninety. Oh, he was a billionaire. Yeah, maybe eighty nine. Nineteen ninety. Ninety. Yeah, he yeah, was born a billionaire in the fifties. Yeah, Warren. Uh, Bill Gates born in like fifty five, well, well, fifty seven. Well, when I walked into the sales manager, they knew who he was. He said, "Dude, go out and test drive him quick." He was a billionaire at about 30 to 31. Okay. So he was a billionaire in like 88. Even if he wasn't right. a billionaire, he was damn, damn he close. Could afford, close. Yeah. He could afford. Did he do a credit app? What he, the hell? Yeah. <laughs> well, you had to if you wanted to test drive it. And he wasn't oh, pretentious. You said Acura? Acura NSX. He wasn't pretentious or anything. And I didn't know who he was. I didn't even know what Microsoft was well, back why then. Why Acura? I thought Microsoft was born in 1967. You know? Somebody said, somebody, this just shows you how inaccurate the internet is. Someone just posted, Bill Gates was born in 67. Bullshit. You know, bullshit. That'd make him no. 51. No, he's in his 60s, my And if that's the case, that's, that's my point. Don't work so hard then. Because, dude, if he's, 50, if he's 51, he looks 61 at least. Someone said, Ty Lopez, 
Looks like my friend, but Ty Lopez is in a redhead. You got a redheaded friend who looks like me? You know, I had redhead hair when I was born. Uh, no, Bill Gates is in the 50s. 1955, Wesley said. Thank that, you. That's, a, that's 55. actually what would, uh, what would get us kicked out, like cops calls. We would have to pull people's credit at their doorstep. Oh. And we have to make like this sketchy phone call. It was, like, so you do the scary. phone in front of them? You'd yeah. be like... All right, can we get this guy approved? <laughs> yeah, we had a technique where one of them would build rapport, the social proof, talk to them about the whole neighborhood, everything that's going on, while one of us would go like, like behind and make the call. But would they be able to hear you talking on the phone? Yeah. So you do that on purpose. You, Why do they have to hear you? Because you need no, information. They would say as, yeah. It's like good cop, bad. They had good cop, bad yeah. cop going. Wow. One cop's like, oh, I can totally get you, you know, approved. And the other guy's like, the, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it. They're gonna have to pay more. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like we're on their side, and we're like, "Oh my god, this is such a scripted call," you know. And then it was so funny. One day we would hand, we started handing people the phone, and we just tell them to say yes, like through all the questions. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, what's your social security? Just say yes, you know, just go through with it. And then that would literally like get the cops called on us because we would just tell people to just say yes, and they'd be like, "Yeah, sure, like run my credit," you know. And so it was pretty bad, but it is what you it know is. that ninety percent, uh, sorry, seventy percent of billionaires did sales. For some of you who don't know what to do, you want to start a business, but you don't know how to do it. Like, you should start with a sales job, and the grimier, not grimy in a nasty way, but just like the harder, the better. Believe it or not, I started one of my first things that I started in was selling on the phone, cold calling, and get this life insurance. The hardest thing to sell on planet earth is life insurance, but nobody told me that. I thought this was normal sales. This is what you, this is your basic pitch with sales, uh, life insurance on the phone, Alex. Hey, you don't know me and I'm interrupting your dinner. Would you like to spend a lot of your money so that when you're no longer on the planet and we'll get no benefit from it, other people will benefit. And it's a tough call, but here's what I figured out to do. Was that your script? That was my script, but here's what I figured out what to do. We and this is, this is, we had two people in this power hour, basically Alex and Juan saying that the power of adaptability. So what most phone salespeople did was like, try to call, tr talk to, um, the husband, right? Cause it'd be like the husband's the head of the household, blah, blah, blah. What I figured out is the husband is the one who dies first. Men die before women. So I would call and if it was like for Mr. Flenderson, Toby Flenderson, I'd be like, uh. Is Mrs. Flenderson there? And then you get the wife and you go, so tell me about your situation. Oh, you have three young kids? Well, you have a mortgage? Yeah, you owe 300000 to a bank. Did you know that if a husband dies and leaves a wife without a job, and let's say she's a stay-at-home mom, taking care of three kids under 10 with a $300,000 mortgage, you have a 50% chance of losing your home or whatever the statistic. I don't remember what it was at the time. Guess what? People would buy life insurance and it wasn't scamming them. Like the average American is underinsured and people, you know, a crazy thing. I would tell them a true story from my own life. My uncle Bill was married to uh, this lady named Lisa. They had two kids under five years old um, and Lisa was a pro athlete. She was a, she was like a, I forget what she played, not pro athlete. She was a softball player in college, super athletic woman. One day she started like falling and she turns out she had Lou Gehrig's disease. It's the same thing that Stephen Hawking has. And you go from being completely healthy, six months, you're dead. She died in six months. You're basically, your lungs stop working, they fill up with fluid, and you drown in your own 
flu. It's a horrible way to die. But my uncle was now left with two kids, my cousin Billy and my cousin Christina. Christina now is a pro soccer player. She played for Orlando. She's really athletic like her mom. But at five, he had to quit his job, and he ended up going bankrupt and all that. And here's the craziest story. One year before she got Lou Gehrig's disease, she was offered life insurance at her job for like $10 a month. It would have insured her for $300,000. She didn't want to do the blood test. Nobody sold her on how important it was for the family, and it destroyed my family. Like, So when I would get on the phone, I would tell that personal, real, true story of how 10 bucks a month would have prevented my uncle from going bankrupt. Like, he went bankrupt. It was funny. It was exactly $300,000 in Blue Cross Blue Shield that wasn't covered. Most health insurance sucks. It only covers, like, half of your care. So... Don't be afraid to sell good stuff. People have to be convinced. My aunt was like too busy with her day to be convinced. And we're not talking about life insurance here, but we're talking about whatever the hell it is you sell. You can't be afraid to sell it. And you have to be somewhat apologetic. Some people are like, oh, Ty, you're selling your programs. It's a scam. I'm like, bullshit. Right here across the table, you guys bought my programs. Yeah. How many of my programs are you in? in probably all of them. All of them. And you've been to my conference. How much have you probably spent? Five grand on my stuff? I would, Yeah, I would say that. And it was actually the door-to-door sales that I yep. made the money to afford. Oh, so you used yeah. the door-to-door sales yeah. to buy the education. You had a door-to-door sales course? No. No, I, no, no. Uh, they were doing oh, it before yeah. they heard of me. Yeah. But I'm saying you use that money, and then you double down on what you know, and the next thing you know, they're making between – right now, how much How much you make in the last month drop shipping on Facebook and like 75 grand 75 yeah. grand in courses though we made like what your total um, revenue came in your bank accounts your guys in the bank account right now no no the last three days uh, new sales line um, sales i would say like 120 so they're making a hundred twenty thousand. that's in 30 days 21 and 22 so people are like oh ty are you selling too hard i'm like no i'm not selling hard enough like I should need to be convincing more people, but I don't like I I don't sell as hard anymore just because you're comfy. It's not just that. It's like let a fool be a fool. And Will Durant, the great historian, said, "Woe to the man who teaches people faster than they're about to learn." You ever try to teach somebody in your family or a friend that's an idiot? And you try to show them the logical truth, and they're like, uh, I had a brother, my brother Jacob. Um, when he was four years old, he decided his name was Bibbit. Okay. He yeah. He literally, he's like very, was a stubborn little kid. And we would have like a party at our house, and he would walk around. He was very professional. And my brother's very formal. My four year old, uh, when he was four years old, he would walk around and formally. My my stepdad's name was Avanzato, so he would walk around and introduce himself and go, "Hello, my name is Bibbit Avanzato." He couldn't pronounce Avanzato, but that's understandable, right? What Bibbit? No one knows to this day. So he'd go, "Hello," and so he said it so convincingly that people in my uh, at the party would walk up to my mom and dad and be like, "You named your son Bibbit?" <laughs> and so the next day, after he did this one time to like a hundred people at this party, I said. I pulled Jake. I thought maybe I had a speech impediment. I was like 12 or something, and Jacob was like five. And I said, Jacob, can you say J? And he would go, J. And I was like, okay, he's not, doesn't have a speech impediment there. I'd say, can you say cub? And he'd go, cub. 
So I knew he could say the syllables and the letters and enunciate. So I'd say, Jacob, and he'd go, Bibbit. <laughs> Literally, he would walk. It was like one year. J, J, Cub, Cub, Jacob, Bibbit. And that's how most people are. People will be like, <laughs> you can't make millions. It's not possible if you didn't inherit it. Okay. Here, I didn't inherit millions. I took a hundred bucks, figured out how to make a hundred thousand a year. Then I figured out how to make a hundred thousand a month. Then I figured out how to make a hundred thousand a week. Then I figured out how to make a hundred thousand a day. And now I already know how to do that. Now a goal is how to make a hundred. If I, my business is gonna make a hundred thousand dollars an hour, that's the goal. That's $835 million a year. I haven't figured out how to do that yet, but I can help you with that. If you can help me make eight hundred thirty-five million dollars a year, that's baller money. I can help you. But you guys did it, so people are bibbit about. And so that's why I said, "Woe to the man or woman who tries to teach people faster than they're ready to learn." Most of society is not ready to learn what we're talking about on this episode, and and the other half won't. Yeah, look at the people on like, watch. Twitter like, is a good example. Like you realize, ten out of seven people don't understand fractions. <laughs> I like that. Ten out of seven. They don't understand fractions. Someone said you make drugs. Eee, if excitement's a drug, yeah, I'm, this is the I Cali cartel, baby. This is California. What a motherfucking Cali cartel. But sales isn't. Where are you from? Where do you live? You live in Vegas. Vegas, originally from Oregon. That's the Medellin cartel out there. Medellin. Five out of two Brads are wrong. Someone said. <laughs> By the way, if you're not coming to my conference tomorrow, you're missing out. I haven't done one in years, uh, in at least a year. It's in Santa Monica. Go to tylopez.com slash event slash event. There's still a few tickets. It's going to be 700 people. Are you guys coming? Yeah. Gonna be That's actually what we meant. They, yeah, you guys oh, came yeah. to a conference. Yeah. Let me Snapchat for a second real quick. I met them at a conference. You met them? Yeah. Dude, if you're not I going met to... You, I met you guys at a conference. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah, we met at a yeah, conference, too. Yeah. We met at a conference. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so we met like, at a conference, too. Hey, see? Yeah, listen, oh. like, I mean, you, you were at a conference. I was too loud. We just blew out Adrian's ears. <laughs> but, that, but that's at the end of the day, man. You got to learn how to sell, and you can't be afraid to spend a little money. Like, when people yeah. go to these conferences, they go to the cheap tickets because it's like, well, I'm going to hear the same shit the people up there are going to hear. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to meet the same people you're going right. to meet up there. That's yeah. for sure. You're not going to be in the back of the VIP room. I mean, that's how I met you. Yep. I was in a VIP room. Why? Because I'm VIP. <laughs> well, if I wasn't in there, if I didn't want to step up, I happened to be with Grant Cardone, who who was all his wife was speaking at the Thrive event. So I was lucky enough to be in there. But still, people won't step up and spend that money to get in the right proximity of people. And it's all proximity. When we met you in, uh, at 10X uh, Growth Con, was because we sat like literally the row behind like the speakers. And it was you and your wife sitting right in front of us. Yeah. And that's when we grabbed a picture with you. Let's yeah. give away some money. Who wants some money? $100 cash. First person to follow the real Bradley gets $100 cash. Plug it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it is. Better get in there. Better get in there. I'm going to tell you which one it is. Hold here, on. I'm gonna, let's let see. me do. Let me. I'm going to snap this. We got this. the lawyer right here just in case. I'm sober right I'm now. Let's see who it is. <laughs> you guys look this way. Law. <laughs> I'm live on Instagram. I'm doing my podcast, The Real Brad Lee. That's right. He shows people how to make an extra five million bucks a month with their business. I got my business partner, Alex Mayer. I'm giving away cash right now. I'm about to tell you how to enter to win. Alex's businesses have made over a billion dollars online. He spent 400 million bucks on Facebook ads. I've got 
Samir and Juan. They're some of the people that have been following my, my classes, their students. And you made how much last month? Uh, 75 in dropshipping. 75,000, 120,000 overall last month. How old are you guys? 21, 22. All you guys are slow to the game of life. If you don't believe it's possible, we're t I, it, here's the thing. The first step before you get anything is you have to believe it's possible. I'm telling you, if you think you'll always be fat, you will create a self-fulfilling prophecy. You will always be fat. If you are sure that nobody can ever make money except the Illuminati, well, then only the Illuminati will make money. Okay, can you caption this, Adrian? You know, another another thing people don't realize is choices. Like, the, the littlest choices people don't realize make the biggest difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you, you decide you're going to eat a donut. You don't know it, but you're choosing to have a fat ass. Right. Well, it's also worse than just eat. I mean, look, I eat donuts occasionally, but what happens is people don't understand the neural connections in the mind. And the way that the brain works is it basically creates these neural pathways. And neural pathways are kind of like driving on a dirt road in the rain. When you drive a big truck on a dirt road in the rain, I lived on a farm for about 10 years. You go through it and you dig a little groove in the dirt road. And then you come back the next day. And if it's raining again and you drive, the next thing you know, you create your, your truck falls into this habit of going on an exam. And eventually you get stuck. And so little stuck thing, in a rut. Yeah. Little things like he's talking about. So, for example, overly be, being an overly pessimistic person or like Alex was talking about, being overly stubborn. Not only are you losing out in the moment right then when you're being stubborn, but you now created a new groove in your mind. And as Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett say, the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. Think about that. You got Some people got chains and they're continually reinforcing them and you don't feel them at first. But eventually, one thing leads to another, and you can't break them. Think of one of my wow. Well, well, then you would think making bad choices becomes a habit. Yes, and it becomes not only a habit, but it becomes a chain that the the metal, the steel, gets thicker. At first, you guys ever done those finger traps? Did you ever do those little paper fi Chinese finger traps? They're not that bad. You, if you really had no, I mean, unless you're a weak ass person. Nobody's ever truly been stuck for like a day. If, if you're stuck, I was watching The Office yesterday and Michael Scott, he had an episode where he put a little paper thing he was supposed to jump through. Do you remember that episode, Zach? And he's like so weak, he, he has to punch through it three times. You hear it like, and finally he breaks through. So hopefully you're not that weak. But eventually the Chinese little, uh, little weak little things, you know what, you're covering it. Those turn into something even nastier, which are handcuffs. And handcuffs, there's a few people that could break through handcuffs. Houdini, Harry Houdini could break out of handcuffs. Um, if you've ever, if you Google um, cops midget, there is a, remember that video? <laughs> there's a, you ever seen cops, you know, the, the TV show? There's a, they, he, there was a midget on Las Vegas Boulevard that was like on heroin and he was crawling up a pole. So the police pulls over and they put the handcuffs on him. It's a famous, it's gone viral. And they put handcuffs in. The midget guy's actually pretty buff, but he's like, I can break these cuffs. Have you ever seen that? Anyway, so you can't break these cuffs. And some of you not only have handcuffs, but you get one step further, which is you're in handcuffs in a jail cell. And you really don't break out of that. 
And that's most of the world. Did you know, this is a crazy stat. You've heard this before, but it's nastier than you think. The top 10 people in the world, 10, have more money than the bottom 3.5 billion combined. You take the top 10 people, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, the Zara guy, the Walton family. Um, I think Zuckerberg is almost there. Not quite. Slim. What's it? Carlos Slim from Mexico. You take those roughly that 10 people. You look at their net worth, their bank account, their account, to, you know, their tax return. They have more than 3.5 billion people. Put that in perspective. It's more than, let's say, all of India. Now, it's not exactly because, but if you take the bottom 3.5 billion, now that's not fair. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. It's like the bottom 3.5 are in a jail cell, in solitary confinement, in a supermax prison. In the United States, nobody's ever in the history of the United States and Supermax. Nobody's ever escaped from a Supermax. Zero. You know, El Chapo escaped. What was the, where did he escape from? Where was he? Um, I don't well, remember he the city. He didn't escape. He got yeah. let out. Yeah, it was like well, no, there Escobar. was a tunnel yeah. and there yeah, was like someone, a someone let him yeah. do that, man. There's been people getting paid. But off. El Chapo's in Supermax or going to Supermax. He ain't never coming out. American or Mexican? American. Super, American. Supermax. Yeah, he won't escape that one. No, you don't escape Supermax. The, the, one of the guys from 9 11, um, He's in a supermax right now, and he's been in solitary confinement. He's going to be in solitary confinement and a supermax for 50 years till he's dead. And that is a great metaphor and analogy for how the bottom 3.5 billion percent of the world, I mean, uh, uh, people in the world are. They ain't coming out unless, and the only way El Chapo got out, somebody gave him a key and somebody opened a door. And so mental frameworks of thought. And we've been talking about different ones. I've been talking about the possibilities framework of thought. Brad has been talking, and Alex and and Samir, they've all given their framework of thought. One of the frameworks of thought you brought up is just you got to focus on how you, on somewhat on how you look, appearances. Some people look grimy, and you look grimy, nobody's going to give you a chance. Your opportunities decrease, that's all. I was in New York with Andrew. You guys know Andrew from my um, Snapchat. A lot of you know him. And uh, I was with this girl, and, and we were walking. We walked from, like, Times Square all the way to my place down on Spring and Hudson. In uh, It's a long walk. It took, like, two hours, right? I didn't realize. I was it. there on that. Yeah, is that the there. one? Yeah. And so we're there, and, and Andrew is dressed. Like, Andrew's kind of from the ghetto. He's from he's from um, Staten Island, from the bad part. Is that and, one who stole a towel? From a restaurant? Steal a towel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at the end, when he left, um, the girl goes, oh, that's nice of you that you have a homeless friend. <laughs> Literally. She's like, I'm so glad you're like helping that the homeless. Sucks. I'm like, he's not homeless. But the way he's dressed is basically conveying a message. You can't, you know, I'm homeless. And I, I have a buddy that teaches people how to pick up women. I know a lot of those dudes in the pickup community, um, RSD, you know, Owen Cook and all those guys. But I read a book a long time ago, and it's so funny. This guy found a formula that doubled the amount of men that did well with women with one simple technique. He said, you buy a loofah sponge, you buy soap, and you double scrub yourself. He said 50% of guys trying to pick up girls 
literally stink. <laughs> like, they don't stink with women? They literally stink. They need to be fumigated. And so simple things, like what Brad's saying, that's a mindset. Like, some dudes go, oh, women just going to like me because I am. Only your mother loves you for who you are. They've been getting bad advice yeah. the whole life. Yeah, people think they'll love me for... I get so many people like, I deserve. We live in an entitled society. The United States, it, there's nothing in our Constitution that says you're entitled. It says you have the right to the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. People leave out the damn word pursuit. That means you have the right to try to get something. But you don't... It doesn't say... The United States is not a place, and the world is not a place where you're. It doesn't say you are entitled to life, liberty, and happiness. It doesn't. It said you're only entitled to the pursuit. That's a mental framework. People have bad frameworks. If you're narcissistic, which in my experience, 50% of people have, there's something called the NPI, the Narcissistic Personality Inventory. I've tested thousands and tens of thousands of people. One of the things, there's five subcategories of narcissism. There's um, authority, superiority, uh, vanity, entitlement, and uh, uh, exhibitionism. And entitlement, I have a friend. I've ne we get along, but he, ne he always is trying to make money. Always. He's been trying to become a millionaire. When we both started, neither one of us had much money. I was probably making $6,000 a month when I met him. I was making about hundred grand when I met him. And he was making a little less. Now, I've blown past him, and I can't figure out why. We literally both tested our IQ. I'm one point higher than him. That's it. Not much. And he always self-sabotages himself. Literally, this dude is self-sabotage machine. If there is a way to fuck up a business, he will carefully... It's like... What's what his is your, name? What's his I'm name? I'm not going to say his name. because I need to know his name so I don't do business with him. No, he creates like a business plan. It's like, all right, here's the goal. Create a million-dollar company, and the day you will be wired the million dollars, decimate the business so that the wire bounces back. That's like his basic business plan. And I couldn't figure out why till I did one of these personality tests on him. His entitlement score is off the... It's fucking off the scale. His entitlement scale is like out of 100 is like 83. 83. Let me see what mine is. I, How I does that lead to sabotage? So here's what happens. You all you get almost there, and then somebody makes you mad because they didn't give you what you wanted, or or just karma. You think you deserve it so much? Yeah, they, I don't think it's they, they it's pound, karma. They pound you. Let, back. Let, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's exactly. Here's my my entitlement is low. Uh, I want to take that test. What does it mean? Mine's like, it feels like fifty. Like over feeling over like you deserve things. Yeah, entitlement. Yeah. Entitlement is the. 80% of the United States at this point and 80% of the world. For example, but you can go to you can go the opposite spectrum too. You can feel like you don't you don't deserve anything. Yeah, but that's why you want balance. Yeah, that's not good. Somebody said, "Why is Alex so laid back?" He's on he's on he's uh chilling. He's a Lexapro. <laughs> no, I'm joking. He's not. <laughs> he, he's on these He's on, he's smoking some of the Cali Cartel Kush. <laughs> At the end of the day, doesn't it boil down like if, if you're watching this and you're thinking, you know, how can I make millions? It's pretty simple if you break it down to the simplicity. And that is solve problems. Yep. Right? Look for problems to solve in your neighborhood, then in, in your state, then internationally, and you'll keep growing. But you gotta solve a problem. And that's the bottom line, because that's 
That's how everybody gets rich. The richest company in the world is what? Apple. Apple. Do you think they sell stuff? You think they're solving problems? Yeah, they're solving problems. This shit solves problems, man. This iPhone has more technical power or more computing power than the first rocket ship that sent man to the moon. Absolutely. Yeah. Less yeah. than this. For under $1,000, you can now buy a rocket ship, a 1960s rocket ship. You know how much money we spent? It, it cost the first man on the moon was a multi-billion dollar uh, uh, effort and research, and it took about 300 PhDs. Who was that, Armstrong? Yeah, Neil Armstrong. Yeah. He took the first selfie. He started selfies. <laughs> he did it not take selfies. He took a selfie from the from the moon. I thought it was Kim. He did not take a selfie. Yes, he did. <laughs> no, he did. Yes, not. he did we too. Gotta look on a spacewalk. Up. Google that shit. All right. He did it on the camera. You're saying Google, he hundred dollars if someone right. Googles Let's do a hundred buck giveaway. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I want to see who's alert. There's something called general knowledge, and you need to have some of it. Some people have no general knowledge. And they go, oh, I only need technical knowledge. Let me tell you why that's not true. If you don't have any general knowledge, for example, I was at a dinner with all these people and I was like, where is Madagascar? And not one person knew. And you go, well, what does that have to do with making money? Well, business networking is part of making money. What if you're at a damn dinner and there's a guy from Madagascar there and nobody knows where it is except you? You elevate in his eyes, as a smarter person, he's more likely to do a business deal with you. I can't tell you how many business deals I've gotten because people have to be impressed with you. Like Brad was saying, the impressed starts with not smelling bad, looking decently. Yesterday, I had this cryptocurrency thing. I didn't know all the people were coming, but I know they were badass. I mean, there were some serious ballers yesterday. Here, Gil Pachina or whatever his name is. Pachina? Pachina. Okay, shouldn't say Pachina. <laughs> Gil Pachina, this dude's a legend in Silicon Valley. He had 40 syndicates on AngelList. He, how much does a syndicate, how many companies does a syndicate have in it? I, I, I bet Easily. it is total is over a thousand. He, a th he invested in a thousand companies, big ones. He was the, He's the first money into uh, LinkedIn. PayPal, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah. PayPal. So you know what I wore yesterday? A Dolce suit. Even though every, I was the only one really dressed up. Um, but like Brad says, these are people I'm meeting for the first time. You got to make an impression. And trust me, it makes an impression. Especially if, make sure you get the suit tailored, by the way. It's better to have a $300 suit that's been tailored for 100 bucks, so story. 400 total, than having a $1,000 suit that has shoulder pads and shit and looks like you're, you know... True looks like story. you're wearing your great grandfather's outfit. So uh, the that's second so true. thing, though, that's so true. Do I look laid back now? Like those big old, those big old baggy your grandpa Sorry. suits. Like nope. go in and Wait. spend a little money and tuck them in. Tuck them in. Oh, get them. Get them tailored. What happened there? When I when I was going door to door, I realized every time I wear something new, I just feel I feel good. Yes. You know? so right. It just comes out. Yeah. There's a lot more benefit to it, but when when I see someone come with them big oversized suits. Like, you know, someone someone loaned it to you and you didn't take the time to tailor it, you automatically look like a dickweed. Yeah. And and it's been if I think you're a dickweed approaching me, how right. how much more likely do you think I'm gonna listen to what you're saying? But I'm not. I'm I'm like just humoring you. And but this is what I was gonna add. It's not just how you look, it's also your mind. People are attracted, especially in business world. Okay, we're not talking about Tinder here. Tinder and all is more about your picture. All right, picture the people ain't probing your mind. They're not swiping on your mind. You don't have like your <laughs> you don't have your IQ score on Tinder and people. Oh, okay. So general knowledge, okay. I think they call it Z score. 
um, is what scientists call it. Your, your overall general knowledge, by the way, you want to know the most, if you want to know if somebody's smart, you know what the best predictor is? Dr. David Buss just told me this. I'm, in, I'm putting in vocabulary. If you have no vocabulary, if your phrases sound like, hello, me, do business, you, partner with me, if you like a fucking caveman, Okay, you are just spitting out. What you're basically saying is, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot, and people aren't attracted to idiots. So, up your vocabulary, know a few words. I always, when people tell me they're smart, I'm like, okay, tell me what cogent means. That always stops people in their tracks. There was this girl yesterday, pissing me, uh, two days ago, pissing me off. She came, she was a friend of a friend, telling me how smart she was. I was like, what does cogent mean? She's like, I'm like, then you're not smart. Thank you. Also, when people say you're, they, they're smart, just say, oh, you're smart. What's 93 times 18? If they're done, if they're gone, if they leave the room, they can't do that, they're out. Alex, what's 93 times 18? 1,700-ish. So well, you're doing core math you're doing 1,600 something. 1,600 something. 1,600 something. Who knows 93 times 18? 18 or 80? 18. Yeah, 93 times 18. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you basically do 100 times 20 to change. start. That's 2,000, and then you go down from there. 1,600 something. Now, people go, I could just use a calculator. Yeah, but you know Rockefeller? You know the richest man in history in today's dollars? It's not Bill Gates. Bill Gates got trumped by, by Sam Walton. You know who's richer than Sam Walton? Mrs. Walton? Rockefeller. Rockefeller in modern times, modern money, had $600 billion. You know what Rockefeller used to do? He would sit in a negotiation with a business, uh, with his businesses, and he would look at them, and they'd have the deal all settled, and everybody's ready to sign. And he would delay it so he could recompute the whole math in his head real fast, and be like, "Let's just—I'll just do example. It's not an actual example. Let's say he was gonna—they were gonna buy—he uh, was gonna buy a company for a hundred million bucks." And he was going to pay him $100 million over three years, right? He'd be like, you know what? I'll pay you over two years. And he would change the interest rate and change the whole factor. And, pe- and it sounded great to people. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, great. And he would actually, like, jip them out of 80, you know, like $80 bucks. So the fact that you can do some math quickly has a power to it in a negotiation. The fact that you have some vocabulary has a power to it. One of the rules in it's negotiation. It's a very cogent point you're making. Very cogent. I, I see people looking up cogent here in this room. I feel that I would be instrumental in perpetuating the high quality <laughs> image of Ty Lopez's That's whole, a yes. whole company. Somebody said, okay, do you know how much money is spent on the U.S. education system per year? Just Google it. Google this. $100, by the way. Oh, well, it's a business, so probably a ton. Oh, the question just is, Google is, where is it just spent? Google. It's about $150,000 it per student. In, yeah, over there. Circuit. How much is spent a on trillion. education per year? Trillion. I'd say about One seven thousand a student. What did you say? No, it's hundred fifty thousand per lifetime. Yeah, uh, that's about a trillion, uh, half a trillion. So Almost. what's the number? Let's go. Let's go. Education USA nineteen spend. Someone said over fifty grand. Yes, you are correct. The United States. As a whole, spends 50, spends 50 grand a year on all education. <laughs> and, 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 and see, <laughs> and see how it benefited. <laughs> what is it? This is 115 per student, I guess. It's half. It's no, all, yeah. I'm trying to look at the... 115 I, I said half a trillion, so multiply by right. 300 million. I'm going to show you a trillion. Years. Google. Years. 
Half Education Spending USA. That's all you got to type in. It'll be at the top of Google. Um, 7.3% of the gross GDP. So if you know the GDP is about $17 trillion. So 7% of 17 is roughly $1 trillion, right? Yes. Did I say 17? 7%, sorry. So you could say roughly a trillion. Somebody put $6 billion. Dude, well, where are they giving it? Because it ain't to teachers. No. Where the hell is it going? Nobody knows where Madagascar is. No one knows what Kojin is. I wasn't very good. Nobody knows what, you know, 93 times 18 is. Where is Madagascar? Nobody knows anything about Rockefeller. Nobody knows when Ronald Reagan was president. What are we spending money on? Why do we send people to school? I would have known where Madagascar is, but I wasn't very good at geology. Well, you need to know some geology, but not too much. It's just like... So, are you saying they teach to too funny. many unnecessary stuff? I'm and saying they it's don't a combat. Here's what I'm saying about the education system. And the problem is, yes, they teach too many abstract things and not enough practical. But if we're going to teach abstract, at least have somebody graduate knowing it. My point is, we're spending money on and we're getting zero. People don't know practical. People don't know. I mean, do you know how many people graduate and can't read one book? How do you graduate illiterate? It's really dude. Look at the percentage of student. Watch this. High school graduation. What the fuck? I got too much sticky stuff on my finger. I gotta. It's a scam. Let's see. U.S. It's all a scam. U.S. High school illiteracy. I'll just put that. Just like prisons, man. They stick you in there because it's a it's a scam. It's a money game. It is. All right. U.S. literacy. Illiteracy rate hasn't changed in 10 years. That's insane. Like, I talk about reading books. If you can't read, you are at a serious disadvantage. 21% of adults in the U.S. read below the fifth grade 32 level. 32 million. Years. So Jeez. one in 10 Americans yeah. can't read. That's amazing. Why are we spending $1 trillion a year? with? If you give me a trillion dollars, give me a trillion I'll make sure everybody reads. So will you I. You know what I'll do? I'll help you. I'll pay people. I'll pay. I'll take here. I'll go. Give me a trillion. I'll div- I'll split five hundred billion with everybody who proves to me they can read a book. One of the big problems with government, you have to do positive reinforcement. You should pay kids to graduate from high school. You should pay people to go. You know how you solve obesity? It's not through a regulation. It's through a positive reinforcement. You go. If trust me. Free gym memberships paid for by taxpayer and $100 per month for everybody, or we'll cover your gas if you go to the gym twice a week. We spend also a tri- about a, almost a trillion dollars on health care. Oops. Got to repost You always say that it's the, uh, it's the reward versus pain bias. So yeah, like, reward you know, versus pain. But why don't they teach something that actually makes sense? Well, like you could teach sales, that too. Like credit. Teach sales. Like I didn't know about credit, man. Real estate. For the longest time. Real estate. You come out of high school E-commerce. and you have shit credit. <laughs> yeah. Well, right? Most people don't even have credit when they come out of high school. Most people don't know. Well, when you start establishing it, you don't, you don't realize how important credit's going to be. Why don't they tell you that shit in school? Someone said, is the Illuminati real? Uh, not really. If, the, That's if they the are and they're out there, contact me. I want to get in that shit. <laughs> 60% of people on my last Twitter poll either think I'm in the Illuminati or they aren't sure. I'm like, isn't the fact that I'm doing a Twitter poll, do you think the Illuminati's big on Twitter polls? It's like, it's like, you're probably not. It's like, I should do one. Is Ty in the Cali cartel, actually? If people say yes, 
No Cali tar- cartel guy is actually doing a Twitter poll whether he's in the Cali cartel. But you know why people like the Illuminati? I'm going to tell you why. Because it's a it's somebody they can blame. Yeah. You can blame even the government. I'm like, not in it. Yeah, I like to do that. Like I, I wore, when um or the H three H three was at my house. I wore an Illuminati thing just to up the views. I was like, this is gonna fuck with people's heads. And sure enough, people were like zooming in on Reddit and posting. I knew it. He wore he wears a pendulum. Yes, you know the secret to making money: wear a pendulum. Most wealthy people I know they can attribute most of their success to a small piece of jewelry pendulum that they wear. Or like people are stupid. Alex, you have built a company that made a billion dollars. I'm selling those pendulums, by the way. If yeah, you, guys yeah, want you one, sell the pendulums. If you guys want one, drop shipping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. drop shipping. Shipping. and I'll just, I'll we just got digitally Samir deliver. Here. We have Samir and Juan. They're drop shipping. Anybody need an Illuminati Pendants, uh, we got pendulum? Yeah. They are big on the pendulum. pendulum. I can get them delivered digitally. <laughs> you digital. You can yeah. 3D printing, baby. Somebody said, Ty, you're always tropical. Nice shirt. Is that that? I feel like is that a compliment? I'm always tropical. I I don't. Is that? Does it? (laughs) (laughs) Reagan's presidency started on January 20, 1981. Yeah, because you go into power the year after you're elected. That's how it works. In November, you get elected of an even numbered year. I like that someone's arguing with me, Zach. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) ask them. Ask the person arguing if electronical is a word. What about new? Sounds like a word. Electronical is electronical. Yeah, like these are electronical. (laughs) You sound like George Bush. Nuclear and electronical. Okay, so let's talk about some more practical tips. I'm going to throw out another practical tip to making millions, whether you're 21 or you're 71. Um, You have to understand the principle of inversion. So inversion, I'll give you a practical example of inversion. Let's say you want to make $100,000 a year from an online business, okay? So I invert it. If I want to make 100000 in one year, how much do I have to make in one month? So you divide with your calculator roughly $8,000 a month, roughly. So I've inverted from $100,000. i have gone backwards in reverse. If you don't know what the word inverted is, you're failing my vocabulary test. So hundred. now you're at... 8000 A lot less scary to make $8,000 a month than to try to make 100000 if you've never done it. Now, let's invert further. To go back from 8000 in one month is roughly $300 a day, roughly. You're not going to work every day, so let's just call it $300 a day. Now, that's still a big number to some people. How many hours do you work on average? Well, if you do on the internet, you're selling 24 hours a day. So now this is where this gets very interesting. What is 300 divided by 24 hours? Roughly, it's $12 an hour. You only have to make $12 an hour if you're doing it 24 hours a day online to make $100,000 a year. What's scarier? Making 100 grand if you've never done it or making 12 bucks an hour. That's inversion, my friend. And the principle of inversion will take you from being completely afraid to going, wait, this is doable. Some people only want to make 70 grand or 50 grand. To make 50 grand a year, you just have to figure out how to make six bucks an hour. Yeah, I remember when I was like, I, I thought, you know, when I make a million dollars a year, I'll be like the coolest dude on the planet. And it was crazy because that's really, you know, I thought it was amazing. 
Yeah. And when I hit a million a month, it's like, well, shit, dude, why am I not thinking bigger? Right. And if I could go back, I would have thought bigger immediately, right off the get-go. Yeah, but that... Sounds take, unbelievable but unless you, gotta unless do you inversion. invert. That's why you got to do inversion. Because nobody... Like, if you're me, I never met somebody who was a millionaire my whole zero to 18 years old, even until I was in my 20s. I never met a millionaire. I mean, I might have seen them on TV, you know, but I never I never met somebody. And then you, you meet them and you're like, oh, well, they're not smarter than me. That's but Most of the time when you meet millionaires, you're going to be like, wait a second. Well, it depends because I think everyone's a millionaire. You either have a million dollars or you got a million excuses, but you're a millionaire. Million excuser. Million excuse. We need yeah, a new phrase a for that. Man. You just got millions of dollars or excuses. Because yeah. excuses, talk about how damaging that is. Procrastination yes. and, ex and excuses, dude, just hang it up, man. Well, I always say there's three, two types of people in the world. One does stuff, and the second has amazing stories why they didn't get it done. It's like, th here's a little test you can do. Next time you have to move, text 10 of your supposedly closest friends and be like, dude, can you help me move this Saturday morning? I got to be out. I got to change apartments or houses or whatever. You're going to, if they're close friends, most of them are going to text back. At least three of them won't text back. They'll pretend like, oh, my phone wasn't working next time they see you, okay? So that leaves seven. Out of seven, you're going to have like three who have some amazing, it's always amazing stories too. It's like, dude, you ain't going to believe this. My dog uh, ran into my grandma and they're both in critical surgery and I have to go to their funeral. Like something like weird. You're just like, what? You could have just said no instead of that. So three people are gone. Then So that leaves you with four. Out of the four, like two, one or two of them will be honest, like, yo, I'm in Amsterdam or something. That leaves you with two. Those two will be like, yeah, I'll be there. Mark my words, Saturday morning, when you wake up and check your text, one person will be like, yo, I'm at your door. Open up. Magically. And the other person is going to have the world's greatest stories. Dude, I was planning to be there. You ain't going to believe it. An acorn fell. Hit uh, hit my dog. My dog kind of went crazy, ran in a circle. He hit a little piece of metal. The metal hit something on the roof. My car, as I was backing out to hit you, it was crushed by an anvil. And you're just like, what? And they're like, but, but next time I'll be there, dude, you know I'll be there for you. That's like about starting a business. You're going to meet for every 10 people who are like, dude, I'm on my entrepreneur track, man. I'm going to do big things. So you're going to three of them just fall off the plant. You don't even know what happened. They're done. They just like, you see them 10 years later at, they're a barista at Starbucks. And then you get those four people who are like, I, ha I had a friend like this. It's actually related to me. Someone related to me. And he's like, he has a daughter and he's just like, I can't get a job. He's like, there's no, he's like conspiracy. One of my family's like conspiracy king, dude. Insane conspiracies. Like just things that just, I'm like, really? It's like. Yeah, man, like China's not real. It's like an invention. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, what, have you ever been to China? I'm like, no. He's like, then how do you know it's there? I'm just like, that is the worst argument. I, I fucking, I've never met your grandpa, but I bet you you're here, therefore there's a grandpa. Like you can use principles of logic, right? That's called a posteriori and a priori logic. Some things are obvious. So, I said, you got a daughter, dude. You have to get a job. So I said, I promise you I have the formula for you to make money. He goes, what? I said, go down to Sunset Boulevard. This is a true story. I said, go talk 
to 20. He had worked in the restaurant business. He goes, there are no one's hiring. That's what he told me. He's like, no one. I'm like, yes, I am sure in the city of Los Angeles with 13 million people in the metropolitan area that you're right. There's probably not one restaurant in need of help. You are a fucking genius. So he goes, I say, go to 10 places. You will have a job tomorrow. So he's like, all right, I'm going to take your word for it, dude. Guess what? World's most amazing story. I forget what it is now. He's like, I went to one. I got in a fight with the chef or something. I'm like, you got in a fight on a job interview? Like, like he's like, yeah, and they didn't hire me. I'm like, you punched the chef. Like, it's you not going to get a job. And then that was the only one he went to. And he's like, see, it didn't work. I said, you went to one and you got in a fight. <laughs> It's like really, and he's just like, see, I told you. And he has like massive theories about the government. He's like, because this is when unemployment was high. But do you know what unemployment was in America? I mean, in California, in like after the recession, it was at 12%. Now, let me, for those, some people are stupid and don't understand economics. Let me explain it. Let me give you a micro quick economics lesson. You want unemployment to always be at least 6%. It's, it means that people feel like they can change crappy jobs. When unemployment gets too low, when it's at like 1%, it means we're in such a recession, nobody will quit the job that they hate. So you want 6% recession uh, in unemployment. So, L, so the United States and Southern California got to 12%. So that means for every 100 jobs, only six were gone. And that just still means that 988 people out of 100 are still employed. And you know out of those six unemployed, at least half of them, it's their fault. They're dumb or they're, they're what Brad said, full of excuses, man, full of excuses. So someone said, Ty, are your guests bored? Are you bored, Alex? Not at all. Alex just always looks like that. <laughs> Alex this is, is my bored face. By, no Alex is face. bored by humanity. <laughs> Do you ever get bored by humans? Uh, yeah, all the time. Not about you. <laughs> Not by you. We are amazing. I'm I'm not quite as boring. All right. Yeah. I'll just add. Uh, this is honestly a dream come true right here. I mean, when I first, when I first saw your commercial, first got your course, I was like on uh, on my bed in my parents' attic, and I'm like, one day. Were you no, calibrating? <laughs> Zach, you've ruined my phrase, calibrating. <laughs> Everyone envisions it was you. Because you said uh, people have to learn to calibrate themselves. So oh. that's that's why I went. Zach relates to anything with the word self in it to self-love. Well, and what? That's not true. Hey, keep going. I didn't mean to oh, cut yeah, you no, off. No, 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 not at all. I was he was giving a profoundly <laughs> touching. He was giving his profound. like, it's just been a dream of been my been life. <laughs> and Zach's like, no, I'm self-calibrating here. But honestly, man, it's it's uh, it's really you know dream come true. And I tell my people that either like message me on Instagram or follow like my YouTube or something like that. Um, that you know, we are a prime example of, you know, instead of like, you don't really have to go to college, you can if you want to, but if you invest in yourself uh, through like educational courses and just really following what, you know, people who are already where you want to be at, like, it's almost a guaranteed path, you know, it's kind of like a cheat code, but most people are just, you know, like you say all the time, so cynical, always doubtful, right. and we're like, that's totally fine, you guys can, you know, keep being doubtful, you keep being cynics. Like, we'll just take all that knowledge. Oh, we'll dude, apply. love the 100%, cynics. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll just run The with cynics it, you know? are one. Le- you know what people, people ask me what I think about gay rights, okay? There's a little, this is a little bit, um, the YouTube phone needs to be moved that way. Uh, people ask me about gay rights. And, and some dudes don't like 
don't think there should be gay rights. Some people in the world, right? And I'm going, if you're a straight guy, wouldn't it be ideal if every guy was gay except you? Because that means any woman you liked would have to date you. Or else if you're so bad that you'd even then not date you. But assume like it's less competition. I know that's I'm not trying to insult anybody and talk about gay rights. I'm just saying it makes no sense to care if other people are gay. It doesn't rub off when like people are. They say they say it's only gay if your balls touch. Is that that what it is? (laughs) Thank you for that. Zach, Zach, do you have a comment? About uh, balls touching? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's only if your balls touch. Other than that, it ain't gay. No, No, but it's the same way when you see people being stupid. Like sometimes people are cynical of the stuff that I do. I'm like, great. That's one less. Like with you guys, it's like, oh, you don't believe we make money drops? Somebody earlier was like, I don't believe your businesses make 100 grand a day. I'm like, great. That means you are crossed off the list of humans that might compete with me. And that's also why you're probably not making any money. No. Because you don't believe shit. But, you know, unfortunately, people are taught that. You know, they're taught that in school. They're taught that by their parents. They're just taught it by society. You know, always, you know, that's too good to be true. It probably is. Why, why, why is that the case? Why is that the case? Yeah, the only way it's too good to be true is if you're like my friend who told me, Ty, let's invest in this South American venture. We put 150 grand in Monday. This is a true story. He goes, he goes, give me 150. By Monday, by this Monday, by Friday, we'll have 300,000. That's too good to be true. I said, what are we gonna do, dude? My buddy, my childhood friend is gonna import um, TV, flat screen TVs from the U.S. to Argentina and double our money in five days. I'm like, it takes more than five days to even ship. To South America, they go on boats, man. So I'm like, but that's too good to be true. But the overall thing, the overall message that Brad's saying, which is like Think and Grow Rich, the book. If you first can conceive of an idea, right, if it's possible to conceive it, and it's within your circle of competence, there's some stuff you can conceive that you can't do. I'm a realist. Like if if I can if I conceive in my mind that I'm going to be a better basketball player than LeBron James, it ain't happening. LeBron James, six foot eight, two hundred eighty. He's uh, a freak of nature. He's been playing basketball since he was you know five. He already has how many rings? Do he have four. Zach, I think he got four rings. I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a LeBron got four. Fan. I'm never gonna be as good. So. There are some things that you can conceive. Three rings? He's got two with Miami, one with Cleveland. Yeah, three rings. But I could conceive myself playing basketball in my mind. Oh, I could conceive I'd be great at basketball, but it's not going to happen. But within my circle of competence, that's different. And so when you, as you learn more, you expand your circle of competence. Before you guys met me, your circle of competence did not include dropshipping. But now you could conceive, like last month you made seventy-five thousand drop shipping. Um, you could conceive a possibility where you could do five hundred thousand a month. Yeah. You haven't gotten there yet, but it's conceivable. It's not like Princess Bride, where he's like inconceivable. You know, I, I watched that again, Zach. The funniest part is when the, the list? yeah, but the funny part is when the Mexican guy, Nigo Montoya, goes. I do not think that word means what you think it means because he's always like, they're following us. Inconceivable. Uh, he didn't fall? He didn't fall yet. Hey, do you know how you guys, if you can do 75, you can do 75 million. Yeah. And, that, and that's the key, right? And, yeah. you know, and you know how you do it? You do more what you're doing. 10x it. Yeah, it's like, it's so simple that, that it, it sounds unbelievable. 
It's like if you're going to sell something, like you got two choices. You can talk to more people or you can get better at talking to people. You only have two choices. So you, you talk to 100 ideally people. Ideally both. Well, ideally both. Just like, you know, you work more and get better. That's, that's the key. But if, you, if you're talking to, let's say, 100 people a month, right, and you want to sell more, you got to talk to 200 people a month. Yes. Or get better talking to the 100 people. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it. That's the secret. So whatever you're doing now to make 75, the question is, how do you do twice as much of it? Because if you do twice as much of it, more than likely, you'll make twice as much. Yeah. And then you want to make three times, you want to make four times, you want to make five times, do five times as much. And that's how you, and that's how you get it big is just figure out how to do more. Guy came in, he's, he does these, um, uh, I forget what he does. Anyway, he had 400 of them a week. And I said, you're doing 400 of these a week and it's making you Selling about... Selling a product or something? Yeah, he does some sort of uh, energy savings. Out okay. in the, out, like he, he sold fire alarms. He started fire alarms selling yeah, to the Amish. Huh. Yeah, he was. I was talking to him today, but... No, it isn't solar. It's some other things. But anyway, they do 400. Like, they invite you to this meeting. It sounded MLM, but it wasn't. They invite you to this meeting, and they basically tell you how to conserve energy. Energy conservation systems or something right. like that. Um, so I said, well, how many people do you talk to a week? He said 400. Yeah. Well, how much are you doing? He's doing like $16 million a year off 400 people a week. Wow. So, I, so he was asking, you know, how do, how do you get it bigger? I said, yeah. talk to 800 people. Yeah. Or talk to 1,200 Remember people. Remember poker. Blackjack, what do you do? We were just playing blackjack, if you were watching my Snapchat, when we were in Vegas last week. I was in Vegas three hours before the shooting. We took off from a private airport right across the way from that shooting. And, and by nuts. the way, that, that prick was looking to shoot um, jet fuel tanks. Oh, my Jeez. God. Imagine if we would have shot the jet yeah. I was in. I might. That's why I say life's short. You better do what you want to do because I could have been shot. A lot of people got, I mean, what What was the total? 500 people injured? Yeah. Over- I was supposed to be at the concert, and then I wasn't there. Then I was supposed to be at Mandalay Bay up on the uh, foundation room. Yeah. So I should have been at both places. I was, gonna, I was thinking of staying longer in Vegas. But one of the things I was saying going back to this is I was playing blackjack, and what do you do when you get certain hands, good hands? Zach, what do you do? You know the phrase. Split, double down. Double down. So one of the things I teach in the 67 Steps, find what's working and double down, man. Like, So if you have a podcast and you're releasing it once a week and it's doing well, try what's double of once a week, twice a week. And then if twice a week works, go to four times a week. And you can't go to eight times a week, but well, you could. You could release two a day. Eventually, as you double down, you you reach diminishing returns. So you don't double down forever. Because eventually, I call that pushing on a string. If there's a string, sometimes if you want to move this end of a string, you can't just push here. You got to pull things. And some things eventually, you can't push them anymore. Did you win at Blackjack? You never win at Blackjack. Really. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I will always a, lose if you go long enough listen, to Vegas. I got a formula because I, I have a client that was going to come in and do a VT on Blackjack. He wins millions of dollars a year. He's one of the best players in the world. They call him the cowboy. You heard him. But does he play the house or does he play other people? He plays the house. Blackjack. Yeah, blackjack. Yeah, because Vegas, t- when we it's get off this, stacked odds. <laughs> I know, they they he, go he, last. He's so got you a formula. Do you still? He's got, got a, he's got a formula that will give, give you 62% odds against the house. Good. How about this? I give him money and he can just. If, here's, <laughs> no, he, no, he'll teach you. It's so simple. I'll show you what <laughs> But I'll tell you why I'm a little cynical. If. Hey, what's up? I can't. Hey. I can't make it public though, so I got to tell you when we're done. Oh, okay. You but are- you go try it, and it'll work. I promise you. 
Yeah, if you have, if you could always make money, but he should just do that nonstop. That's what he does. He could be a billionaire, a trillionaire. He, he well, he, his, I, I won't tell you who he is, but you look him up and it's like, he's got some loot. The problem with Vegas is the more money, if you make too much money, they kick your ass out. That, mm-hmm. He's, he's going to get shut off eventually. You have to, but you, but you won't, and masks. I won't. No, you just pass it on, man. They, yeah. they, they won't, they won't no, know. No, you just wear, you like wear Zach weird rolls in. They won't know what he's doing because it's not illegal. It's not a scam. No, it's not illegal. It's just a system that he's developed, and he's won millions of dollars in blackjack tournaments all over the country. I have a friend that won too much money. He wanted to make a VT, and you know what I told him? I said, don't let this one out. I said, let me me go play a little blackjack first. (laughs) You're better off playing poker because then you play against individuals, and individuals are a lot stupider than the house. Most people win money. One of my um, business partners was here last night at this cryptocurrency thing, and he's like top 15 poker winner he won world poker tournament in like 2010 or whatever and he's like dude you don't want to play the house play people because people are stupid the house is a pro basically the rule of thumb is think about this if you think you're tough i sponsor like three ufc fighters different guys and some of them are in glory and stuff like these guys eight hours a day train to whip your ass so if you think you're tough and you fight once a month or whatever, even if you're a badass, you're going to fight more than once a month. You will never win. My boxing coach here was here yesterday. Um, uh, his name is Funes, his last name. He's at Ten Goose Gym, one of the top pro fighter gyms. And I asked him, how many street fights have you been? And this dude just trained his whole life, had to beat your ass with this. He got fast hands, man. And so he goes, I've been in 38 street fights. I said, how many did you lose? He said, one. He said, I whooped 37 dudes I knocked down in a millisecond. I said, what happened in the 38th that you lost? He goes, never take your shirt off. You know how, like, you're being tough and you're like, I'm going to beat your ass. And he said, well, I took the shirt off. The guy smacked me right in the nose and knocked me out. (laughs) And so the moral of the story is 37 out of 38 times, you're going to lose to a pro. So if you're doing poker, the house is the pro fighter. So, yes, a few guys make a million. Uh, but it's a bitch. You're way better off to start a business. You're ba- you're way better off just to put it in your pocket. That's yeah. how you win. You're way better off. Don't you, don't bet. You can just wire it to him. He'll take it. I will take it. Anybody? Sometimes I'm like, I should stand outside the casinos and before people go in, just go. You know, you could just give me that money. <laughs> like you ain't walking out with this money. Well, however much money you have, you are gonna walk out with less. The, the, you know what the dealer told me? I said, what's the worst story? He said, this dude who came in who didn't have much money lost 110000 in 10 minutes playing him high roll, high, high stake blackjack. That's a sad-ass day. I bet you, you know I was talking about the ripple? We were talking about earlier the ripple effect. You got to understand there's something called, there, there was a, a book written years ago. It's called Butterfly Theory. You know Butterfly Theory? It's based on math, and it basically says hurricane that happens in Miami, that hit, you know, the hurricane that hit um, Pan, uh, Puerto Rico and hit Houston and all that? A butterfly flapping its wings in Indonesia can start a hurricane in Florida. The small effect of the wing, wings, it picks up speed. It causes this cause and effect, this cause and effect. The next thing you know, you have 90-mile-an-hour winds blowing. In Puerto Rico, what, they're not going to have power for six months or something like that? It's a freaking nightmare. All because of a Butterfly. Butterfly. Butterfly effect. What was the? It was a famous uh, in the 1800s. It was a famous guy. Um, what's his? Uh, it was a mathematician, know. not Pascal, but one of those guys. Descartes. But, 
Yeah, it's not Descartes. Descartes was like in the 17th, earlier than that. But what happens is in the world Fibonacci? Fibonacci is way before. Way before that. You guys are in the wrong century. I'm going to Google You're in the wrong century. Farts are more powerful than a butterfly flapping its wings. Zach's gas is causing... Well, then you should be liable right now. Yeah, you got some liability. Did you throw paper towels like Trump did? Did you see that? Trump was throwing paper towels at people in Puerto Rico. He got blasted for that. Somebody said, son, this is so funny. It's not Blair Pascal, blah, Pascal. It's not blah either. Somebody said blah, Pascal. But the point being, your life is also a ripple effect. So small, stupid decisions or small, intelligent decisions are what end you up making millions, like we're talking about, whether you're 21 or you're 200 years old. People are going to live to 200. It's not Andy What do you think, Andrews? Alex? It's what are the odds? Andy Andrews, is it? Odds of what? No. Living Humans to living be... to 200 in our lifetime. Pretty high. What do you think will be the main means of medical breakthrough that causes us to live to 200? You want to freeze uh, himself. Stem cell. <laughs> immune system. Yeah. Uh, preparing immune system. Uh, figuring out glycation, methylation. These are cell-level degenerations. Yep. Um, Cleaning bone. the blood. Yeah, bone. So blood is immune system and blood, yeah. Um, bone, How uh, tissue engineering is another breakthrough. So being able to 3D print a new kidney for you. Right. With your own cells. Yeah. So. By the way, all... we need more people to be entrepreneurs because it's entrepreneurs that will make people live to 200. There will be academics. There's a need. I'd say 50% of people should go to college. And 50% of people shouldn't. There are, there, you know, Alex got a PhD from Berkeley University of Maryland. Yeah. yeah. Alex is Maryland. A, Alex yeah. Is that's the MBA. first time I ever heard a degree get actually get paid off. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Steve, yeah. I had, I had yeah. lunch with Steve Ballmer not too long ago. He made $32 billion. He's got a Harvard degree. Because of his degree? Mm, well, uh, he met, you know what? What's good about sometimes going to college, he went to Harvard and met this guy not very well-known guy now named Bill Gates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's also Proximity. who you meet. You go yeah. to Harvard. You're already smart if you go to Harvard. You go to Harvard for connections, man. Well, if I tell you this guy's name of the butterfly, will you know it? Yeah. Okay, it's not Norbert Wiener, is no. it? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what website are you it says, on? It says Norbert, Norbert Wiener. Norbert Wiener or Edward Lorenz. Are, it's Lorenz. And Lorenz. Henry it's Lorenz. By the way, are you on Crank Anchor's website? <laughs> no, it's Wikipedia. <laughs> He's like, Henry Wiener. Wikipedia. Big Wiener. Look, right there. Norbert Wiener. Big Wiener. Big Wiener. Norbert Wiener and Edward Lorenz. Yeah, it's Lorenz. That I, I did. No, it's Poincare. That's the guy, Poincare. Poincare. What's that say? Say it out loud. Norbert Wiener. <laughs> this is a man whose parents hated him. Although, if you go back in time to like naming their kids Garfield. If my last name was Wiener, I'd name my kid Meaner. So Meaner be, Wiener? Yeah. What about? Because he's already going to get screwed with. What about Biggs? Like Biggie Smalls? Big Wiener? Big Wiener would be a badass name. What I would you? Harry. Harry, Harry yeah, Wiener. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. Or a Tiny. <laughs> Zach said he'd name his, he'd nickname his son Tiny. Well, if you loved up, him, you'd, Tiny you'd, 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 love him, you'd name him Tasty. What is the... Oh, oh God. Dude, you guys What's are the just worst name? See, like, my name's well. Brad Lee, and they were going to call me Brock, and, and my mom made my dad change change it. He was laughing. I was going to be Brock Lee. No, you should have been <laughs> Bruce Lee, man. 
I would change my name. If my last name was Lee right now, there's no greater badass than fucking Bruce Lee. Infected. Infected wiener. That's what I would name my kid. <laughs> the joke doesn't work because there's no first name of infected. <laughs> yeah, that's Part of the joke is it has to be... Tiny works better. I'm teaching Zach the structure of jokes. Tiny works because there's actually people nicknamed Tiny. Get it? There's not infected is not as funny. But thank you for that. One eyed? You know people named one eyed? Yo, one eyed wiener. What's up, bro? Someone oh yeah. Now guess what every comment is on someone said Harry Peter would be a good name. Someone said Seymour Wiener. Seymour. Is there a Seymour Wiener here? Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Dead Eye? What else do we have? Wiener. This is where you, this is where um, it is very profitable to get names from. How do we, we get from making millions to names of wieners? <laughs> because we, this is a, I promised you on this hour that we go all over the place. You never know what to expect. It's called entertainment. For all of you who wonder why I post stuff on Instagram like, you know, Lamborghinis and all that. Partly it's because it's my life, but also because you got to keep things entertaining. But the main problem in the public school system, it's boring. I remember at 14, I went to this school called Carnage. It's a horrible name too. It's literally called Carnage. It's in the inner city. It was in the South in Raleigh, North Carolina. It was a messed up school. But I went there and... um so like, whatever, 13, 14 years old. And they're like, English class, everybody here has to read this book. And I liked books, but this was an inner city kid. They don't like books. And they gave us Siddhartha. Now, let me just put it this way. I'm an adult. I don't want to read Siddhartha. I really didn't want to read a Siddhartha. These are kids in the ghetto. This was the ghetto. It was called Carnage. There was rap battles. There was wars. There was people killing each other. And they're like, let's read Siddhartha. A subtly highbrow academic metaphor book. And it that's one of the problems in the world. You know what you should have read? I'll tell you one book that every kid that I give will read. It's called The Iceman. And The Iceman is the story of the man who killed the most people in history. He was a mafia hitman. He's a definition of the OG of an OG. When he went to prison, you know how you get like a, a little uh, a teardrop for every person you killed? This dude would have had teardrops down to his toes. He killed over 250 people one by one. They said in prison, nobody messed with him. He was like God when he walked down there. Partly he was six foot seven, and when they came to arrest him, finally the FBI, uh, they did not catch him. You know how he never got caught? He said, never have a friend. He had zero friends until he made friend with one per poor guy. He finally, in his like 50s, was like, I'm going to let my guard down. I'm going to make friends with somebody. He made friends with the guy who was an FBI informant and ended up turning him in. And he, so the. Yeah, he was, you know, it's cr the crazy thing is I was reading this book and he had a temper when he was young. And I was like, this dude reminds me of me, just his temper. And then I flipped the page and is like, born on April 11th. For those of you who believe in astrology, that's my birthday. And Aries have a temper. The first guy who ever, he was bullied in school. Bullying is messed up. I never thought bullying was that bad until I started doing psychology tests on tens of thousands of people. Bullying destroys people. So if you got kids in school, bullying is better off to have them illiterate than bullied. He got bullied, and then he grew into, he was six foot when he was like 13. 
And he said he went home. He lived in the projects of Philadelphia. And this one kid would always make fun of him and push him around and punch him. And he said, I walked straight to my closet. I took off the metal closet rod that you hang stuff. I walked down to the projects. I, there was four of the bullies sitting there. And they just were like, what, what? And he said, I broke all of their knees. It broke all. That was the first time he ever took out his temper. The second time he was playing pool with somebody. And the dude talked too much crap. And he waited till the guy went in his car and he poured gasoline and set him on fire. And he's like, I walked for two blocks hearing the guy screaming. That, the that, point that of the works. story is when I've given this book to illiterate people, like I, one of my brothers hasn't read one book in his life. I gave him this book. I kid you not, he was staying with me for a week. I looked over for three straight days. He was in a chair reading this Iceman book. He was like, holy crap, I've never heard of a dude like this. So the public school system and every person, you got to have entertainment mixed in to uh, education. Even me, like I structure my life, I have the simplest structure for life. In the day, I never do anything fun. I mean, I do, well, let me just take it back. I never do, like I never go to a movie in the day, ever. Like zero movies in the day. I never like will watch Netflix in the day. Zero. I just divide my day in two parts. The day is like working. And then the second, it's like eight at night every day. Once it comes eight at night, I'm like, I'm having fun. So if you watch my Snapchat, it's like nighttime is when you'll see like pretty girls or you'll see like me going out or at clubs or at movies. Like you have to be able to create a schedule that includes work, but you have to have fun in it too. And that's why people are like, dude, you're the most motivated person. I'm like, who wouldn't be motivated if there were me? I only have to work for like eight to 10 hours and then I know something fun is going to happen. School system, you want to learn how to read? Read one book that's going to teach you about education, like one business book and one Iceman book. That's just insane. That's just like, I got her. Because you'll, what happens is you'll reprogram your brain, literally, at a, if you had an fMRI machine, a functional magnetic resonance, resonance image, imaging machine, that's the one that checks how your brain works, it lights up, you will actually rewire your whole brain. And the main thing, and I'm going to end on this, is that by the time we're 18 years old, the hardwiring of our brain for most of us was completely screwed up. 50% of people grow up in divorce, family. My mom was divorced twice. 50% of people, I mean, the amount of abuse, bullying, the amount of people who grow up like with a nice life by the time they're 18 is like one out of three now, right? So your brain is rewired. Helen Fisher is this professor of love and she says like every human gets a love map by the time you're 18 and it's like wires. Like if you go into your back I'm going to give away this MacBook Air here in a second. If you go into here, there's not wires anymore. There's chips, but it's the same shit. It used to be wires. Now it's processor chips, okay? But if you look closely at a processor, it looks like there's little wires. There's like little teeny connectors. That's how your brain is. And then the wires connect incorrectly. It's just like a bomb. If you try to – you know how they're always like movies. It's like cut the red wire, cut the blue wire. If you do it wrong – you explode and die. And most people's wiring was so connected incorrectly, whether it be in business, whether it be in career, whether it be in money, whether it be in love, that basically their life is slowly, slowly uh, detonating. Like, and so by the time, by the time, that's why, did you know there's so much antidepressant use in America? 
that for the first time in history, this was a, just an article I read on wherever uh, Smithsonian or National Geographic, the fish in the Great Lakes in Michigan, all these lakes, they're not running away from predators. You know why? They got so much Selexa, Lexapro, Prozac that people are taking. They're peeing it into the toilet. It's slowly making its way into the rivers and lakes. And every fish that they're basically measuring in, in lakes is on antidepressants. <laughs> like, but you know why people need antidepressants? There's two different reasons. One is you have actual some genetic issues. That's the minority of people. The majority is you got your brain wired incorrectly. Why do you think women stay with men who beat them up? The average woman getting beat up stays in that relationship like it's some magical Valentine's. Oh, he's so romantic. He give you know he knocks me out once a week. That happens all. I have a cop. I have a friend who's a LAPD. You know that fifty percent of LAPD. LAPD calls every day, and I think there's five or 10,000 calls a day, domestic violence. There's no domestic violence if nobody stays in the relationship. And they're like, we're going back to people, the same people every single week. Well, that's rewiring is incorrect on both of their brains. The woman who stays with the man, although sometimes the man's getting beat up by the woman, which I feel like is- if they're lucky. But I feel, don't you think it's embarrassing to call the police? You're like- you, maybe you like well, act like you're a girl. Does it happen? Hello, I'm I'm being beat up by my spouse. Has there been a dude that calls the police? Dude, twenty five percent of of domestic violence is men beating up women. Mm. Right. The women beating. I mean, men. women up women beating up men. Yeah, twenty five percent. But I feel like I just couldn't bring myself to call a cop. So I'm getting my ass whooped by a woman. I'll keep no, that I mean, shit if to myself. If you go to my up, grave. Just take your ass beaten. I would just tell all my friends. Stop, stop, saying, stop saying whatever you said to get your ass beaten. I'd be like, and, I, fell, you know, I fell down the stairs. Don't tell your friends. I fell down the stairs. Really? You got double black eyes with fist prints and choke marks? <laughs> fell down the stairs. Zach beat me up. It's a three-story townhouse. It's a three-story townhouse, and I fell. No, but when it comes to making money whether it's millions, billions, hundreds of thousands, people can't do it because when the wiring's all screwy, you will always self-destruct. And that's why 90% of business owners, 90% of entrepreneurs go broke within five years. Because for, I'll give you one practical way that the brain is is, needs to be rewired. I read roughly 70% of people, when they reach one obstacle... It could be anything, going to the gym, starting a business, whatever, sales, cold calling. After one kind of difficulty, 70% of people quit at one. Too much pain. Then by the time you get to two mistakes or uh, two obstacles, 90% of people. Now, uh, you're going to like this, Alex, because you're a math guy. Okay. Only 10% of people will persevere after three mistakes because most people have been wired, and this is what you said earlier, that mistakes are a, or obstacles are a signal you should stop. Like some people have it. Me and Alex learned obstacles are the signal you're about to make big money because everything that makes money was hard. Elon Musk said to build Tesla, to build Solar uh, City, and to build SpaceX was so hard he wouldn't want to do He'd rather have pins and needles put into his eyeball than do it again. That's how hard it was. But it made him the only man alive who started three companies worth a billion dollars simultaneously. And he's worth 15 to $20 billion, right? Okay, so most people are wired, ooh, it's hard. My mom, my dad, my school system taught me, stop. 
A few people actually see the signals of risk like you were talking about. The signals of difficulty is a signal this is a money maker. Anything that's easy, I promise you, will not make much money. So what happens is, guess how many uh, failures the average millionaire has? 16. No, three. Three, three failed businesses. 10% of the world has all the money and do the math. Only 10% persevere past three. So on average, each person watching this, to get what you want, you will have three big obstacles that will be a bitch. And if you can get over them, it's like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I had three. You will have to go through three. Some of you already have gone through one. But you give up. People start businesses and they're like, dude, it's been one day. I haven't made money. It's like, oh, my God. It, just imagine you're at a nightclub. I got a friend named K-Con. This dude, not the best looking guy in the world. Probably the worst breath I've ever smelled. I used to call him, we used to call him Bad Breath K. Okay. Always. There's a nickname. Always. <laughs> no. Always met a girl 100% of the time we went to a nightclub. 100% of the time. This dude would be going home with a girl. She wasn't always a looker, but he wasn't a looker either. Good looking dudes would go home alone sad. And this was his formula. I, I've never seen a man have zero fear of failure he would go up let's say there's like 10 we went to vegas one time 10 girls like you know how they have those little bachelorette parties in vegas there's like 10 chicks like woo, all drunk he would go up he'd always started the prettiest which did not go well for him because he wasn't pretty he'd go up to the first one and be like just like hey, and talk and you'd see her be like and then he was so not subtle he would walk he would turn to the next one and be like, hey, you want to go to an after party with me? And inevitably, he would go all the way and by about seven, eight, or nine, somebody would say yes. And if you take that, so he was wired correctly. He's and just, guess what? He's just he asking married, more of them. No, but he married a pretty chick. Me and my friend went to his wedding. We're like, dude, never cheat on this girl. You will never get better than this girl. It's like just a pretty blonde hair, blue. Like he's like... If you met Kay, you would understand. Hopefully Kay's not watching this, but if you knew him, you would understand. <laughs> Somebody forwarded. But he was correctly wired. Like, he was correctly wired. Like, if you're a dude and you're single and your wiring is like, I walk up to a girl, she says no, therefore, I think, mean, like, literally half the men in the world, if they go up, get the balls to go up to a girl in a club that they think's pretty, and they talk to her, and she's like, ah, I'm married, or some shit like that. <laughs> like, girls do real annoying. Ah, nah, nah. Something like that. They're just devastated. Like, their balls go up into their body. You know, you ever seen uh, The Office where uh, <laughs> Dwight Schrute says, I can retract my balls into my body? Well, that more dies. If you can be like K-Con, my friend. Bad breath K. You know why I think he can do it? DNA. His last name is Khan. Does anybody else know a man Genghis with a last? He's from Pakistan, my friend. Okay, I guarantee you, his great great grandfather is Genghis Khan. And Genghis Khan conquered the damn world. He probably passed on. He was Mongolian. He wasn't Pakistani. Dude, yeah, he went into the entire world, man. He had the most. Doesn't matter. It's just babies all Mongolian. No, but he went down to Pakistan and slept with Pakistani women. Oh. Trust me. True that. True that. I like that spin. He slept with. Them. At the end, he slept with. Look them. at the end of the day, that your buddy, your buddy <laughs> with the bad breath, he talks to more girls yep. than anybody else. See, most most guys that because I had a buddy like that named Rich, ugly dude. I couldn't believe it. And one day I'm like, <laughs> how does this dude get so many chicks? And I'm and he's like, I don't get a lot of chicks. I'm like, you don't. 
He said, no. Matter of fact, most of them tell me no. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, dude, I ask 100 of them out, only one says yes. And I'm thinking, that's the deal, dude. You're asking 100 of them out, yes. and no one else will. He's Look, making up for. He's making it up on volume. 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 And you got to do that in business. You want to make a million bucks. You never know when one of them says yes. Exactly. You just ask. And sometimes, sometimes you get a one that, you know, that you got to put some goggles on, beer goggles. You got to do the Zach technique. I once had a party at my house when Zach first moved to Hollywood and he decided, this is when he had a big beard, he decided he was going to get a lot of liquid courage, talk to a lot of women. Ooh, so how many, dri- how many, how much did you drink, no, Zach? No, it wasn't a decision. I didn't decide. How much did you drink? I was just mixing alcohol. He mixed. This dude, scotch he had scotch. So who mixes scotch and tequila no, and vodka? It, Nobody. Scotch, and then I'd go drink tequila, then I'd go drink vodka. Like so he drank so much that I was at my front door of my house and he comes over and I'm like, this dude's about to hurl all over my wood floors. So I was like, dude, go across the street in the bushes. So he disappears. I look down there. He's all crouched over, vomiting. There was like 500 people. There's like 400 girls at my house. Here he is throwing up. I go back inside. I'm like, all right, he's good. I come back about 10 minutes later, Zach's in the house talking to a girl up close. Just like, ah, ah. That's not true. Yes, it is. He changed the story. No. You don't I walk up to him. He has chunks of vomit all in his beard, but he never looked in the mirror. He's just chatting up women. I said, dude, go in the bathroom. He came out and he goes, I'm so embarrassed. He literally moved back to Charlotte after that. You were living in L.A., Within six months, you moved to Charlotte. I, uh, he was so depressed. His ball shrunk so far up in his body. But you know what? I didn't drink for at least a week, I think. You didn't <laughs> drink for a whole week? <laughs> you know why Zach keeps the beard trimmed now? Chunks fall out, and they don't stick, and they're just on his shirt. So don't talk to women. The, the, you've learned one important lesson today in today's podcast in this power hour. Don't talk to women with chunks of vomit in your beard. <laughs> So with or, that, or talk to a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I bet you there's so many. Yeah, you keep going. There's, there's, there's going to be one that woman. likes stew. Yes. There's some woman with a f- weird fetish. They're going to be like vomit what, what, chunks. What is that in your? You in know what your I look in a man? Puke. Oh my god. You know what? I'll tell you this. I bet you, not to be stupid, that at least five percent of women, if a man could do that, would think you're so confident that yeah. they'd be like, I could date that dude. Because I've seen guys that are just... Dude, I know. Listen, I got stories I could tell you. If I, I get this prick on a phone, it, it, it's unbelievable what this guy did. Okay. He got so drunk, sounds like him, went home, sat on this chick's toilet, literally passed out while he was taking a dump, <laughs> fell over. Her little dog came out and was licking his ass. <laughs> This beat your story. I'm telling you, he fell off the toilet and and was passed out. Passed out. His ass is all blown out, and this the little Pomeranian goes up and starts licking his ass. She oh looks at us. She's like, "Get this guy out of here!" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm not moving that dude. He's his first of all, his asshole's out. Second of all, like, I, you know, he's heavy, and I ain't, I ain't doing it." Looks at, his, look, look at his looks looks at his other buddy and says, "Get this guy out of here." We leave him there. Next day. And by the way, she couldn't stand him all night. He was basically doing all kinds of shit. That was the the cap. And so the next day, she he comes in with her and their boyfriend girlfriend for about a week and a half. Oh. It's like, ha- dude, she was into the bestiality. It oh, was, God. dude. There's, I mean, puke in the must, that, puke in the must in the beard. That's minor. That's minor. <laughs> yeah, life gotta be. You gotta make up for your problems with volume. 
If you if you get on the phone, well, uh, Mike Steinbeck, <laughs> one of my mentors, said, if you're not afraid of the phone, he was talking about sales. He said you'll never be broke. You cannot be broke if you can get back on the phone or you can go to door to door. Like I told you, one of my family members, I couldn't get a job. You will always have a job if you are not afraid to walk in a hundred offices. Always true. Like the zero chance. I don't care if the U.S. economy is at nineteen twenty nine levels. Even in nineteen twenty nine. People were getting jobs. Now, you probably had 50% unemployment, but that means 50% were employed. That's when I got my first job. 1929? That's right. Man, you mm. look good. Are you on <laughs> the Alex? Are you cleaning out your say, blood or something? Changing blood. <laughs> no, but I, but I need to know how to do that. All right, let's okay. give up this MacBook you know. Air to let's wrap this know. up. Otherwise, you're going to have to call me Lestat. <laughs> Here we go. Come say hello, Gabby. Oh. We we needed a female on the yes, call. Yes, for sure. We have a professional dancer, not a stripper. Here, come over here. Not a stripper. She's a stepper. Not a stripper. You sit right here. Oh, you're replacing. Oh, hi, dog. Thanks. Oh, is that what Lexi's down there? Yeah. Lexi's yeah. Right. Here, look in here. Hi. Say hello to everybody. Hi, guys. What's hey, up? Um, so we're going to give away this MacBook Air. Can Ooh. you hold this? Sure. She's holding it. Let me do a one little Snapchat and then we're going to... One of the things we're talking about here on this, on today's episode is what Mike Stainback told me. He said, if you're broke, uh, you can always fix it if you're not afraid of the phone. What he meant by like, it's impossible to be unemployed if you're willing to walk in 100 businesses and talk to them about a job. One will always, always hire you out of 100. Now, that takes some time. That takes some balls. That takes some guts. But it's better than being broke. It's impossible to go completely broke if you're willing to talk to people. If you start networking more, if you start getting on the phone more, seek and you will find. That's a 2,000-year-old principle. It hadn't gone out of style. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened up to, uh, unto you. Knock on enough doors, man. We were talking about my buddy who's the worst looking guy in the world but always has a girlfriend because he will talk to 100 women a night at a club. And believe it or not, there's one woman somehow vulnerable enough and sad enough and lonely enough oh, that... Me. No, no, not you. You wouldn't date my friend, I'm pretty sure. That just made it into the Snapchat. <laughs> just there. made it right in time. So, all right, let's give this away. Um, ba -da -da. Okay. We are going to... Giveaway, as I promised, based on one of the principles that we talked about. I know what I'm going to do. So this is going to go fast. Be ready. If you've been paying attention, only those paying attention have a chance to win. I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. It's a number. So be ready to have the number pad ready. You might, can two of you video this? Okay. Here we go. MacBook Air. Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, dun, Zach, can you make that sound? That's official MacBook sound. Ready? <laughs> dun, da, da, dun, da, da, Isn't that like from the Lone Ranger? <laughs> um, no. How much money is, are Samir and Juan making in the last 30 days from drop shipping? Ooh. What's the number? They said it. Somebody said 1874. You're not right. Oh. <laughs> By the way, here's the answer you if you guys want to look. Yeah. Sam, look for that. There we go. All right, no, I saw it right here first. On YouTube, we got Thomas Hyde. $75,000 in a month they're making. All of you who aren't believers, great. For those of you who think they're not really making 75 grand a month, great. You're less competition for all the dropshippers out there. The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. 
what's called resignation is confirmed desperation. When people are too cynical, they just confirm their desperation. Gabby, show them what they won. You won this awesome MacBook Air. Kind of jealous. She's going to try to win it. She's a Scorpio, yeah. so she's going to try to take it from me. Yeah. We got two Scorpio. Scorpios. I don't yeah, like to sit too close to Scorpio. It's almost Can our you move over a little bit that way? Scorpios, wow. Scorpio Shady. women will Shady. stab you as you sleep and laugh while they're doing it. A like, little bit, sometimes. Yeah. Maybe. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll give you a hug, though, too. After well, your dead body. <laughs> After she's done murdering you, she'll go, oh, I miss you. Yeah, I'll give you a hug. Yeah, okay, that's great. Guys, when you're talking to 100 Women in Club, if one of them's a Scorpio, you run. may want to run. Run. Ooh. Is that true? Have you ever thought about killing somebody? Be no, honest. No, we're not that bad. I haven't. No, no we're really not that ever bad. Ever thought of revenge? No, but revenge, revenge for sure. Yeah. 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 No. But revenge because it was like deserved. It. Sometimes, yeah. Revenge. But then I stop myself because I'm like, eh. That's Every Scorpio karma. has thought about revenge. For sure. Yeah, They're like, definitely. Oh, no, no, I don't believe in astrology. Do you believe in revenge? Hell yeah. yeah revenge is hard to... <laughs> yeah, in game theory, life. you have to be careful of revenge. There's something called mixed signaling. So basically, the best approach to life behavior is called tit for tat, they used to think. TFT, it's called. Basically, you start out nice with all people, and then you reciprocate. So if they, you start out nice with somebody you meet, and if they're an asshole, then you react instantly by being an asshole back to them. It's, It creates what's called equilibrium in game theory. But there's one problem with it. I've been reading more and more advanced. Game theory is the most fascinating academic theory out there right now. It's not that new. If you've seen the movie uh, with John about Nash, um, A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe, he won, the, the character won a Nobel Prize in real life in economics. But what happens, and this is what you Scorpios have to remember, the reason that getting revenge sometimes is a mistake is, so you think you're reacting to something bad that's been done for you, but we get mixed signals. Perfect example, I was dating this girl who lived in Norway. I'll never forget, she went back to Norway to visit her family and we were Skyping just to keep up. And I, re I said, you're, you're low key. And she wrote, fuck you. Like, she's like, you're, you bitch ass. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. And I was like, her name was Martha. I'm like, Martha, low key is a positive thing yeah. in California. It means like you're like a laid back chick. You can like, you'll watch a football game. And she had gone to Google Translate and put in low key in the Norwegian means retarded. Oh. <laughs> so I had been like, you're a slow ass retard in her mind. So she retaliated, That's and the problem is, much. once she yeah. retaliated, I didn't like her anymore. I'm like, yeah. if this girl's that ready. Right, like so what happens is Scorpios take heat. She was a Scorpio? Um, I forget what she was, but you Scorpio or Scorpio-like people that are quick to extract yeah. exact re revenge, make sure they were actually doing something right. wrong. And that's why the more there's a more powerful theory than tit for tat. It's called CTFT, which is contrite tit for tat. So let's say me and Juan are friends, and I meet him, and I'm nice to him, and he's nice to me, and I'm nice to him, and we go back and forth. That's tit for tat. But all of a sudden, I say something to Juan like, you're low-key. And he misunderstands it as a negative. What you do is he looks... Before he extracts revenge, he first looks at my last behavior before that. If it was positive, he gives me one pass. That's what contrition means. Contrition means being a little bit like humble and forgiving. So he gives me one pass. So if I say to him, you're low key, and he thinks that's an insult, he still comes back one more time nice to me.
And then if I do it again, something asshole, then he reacts negatively. So basically in life, you should be, before you extract revenge, give them one more time to redeem themselves. Unless they did something so obviously heinous, then you can, you know, mess with them. But for the most part, I recommend the contrite tit for tat. Little side note, so... Don't be stabbing people in bed. <laughs> I won't stab anyone okay, in bed. Don't you. worry. Okay. Just in real life. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for being on the podcast. By the way, come to my conference tomorrow, Friday. we got a few tickets left. Tylopez.com. Click on the conference link. We still got some things left. Boom. Boom. <laughs>